0: Welcome to part two of the artistry of Michael Jackson, right here on The Real Deal. In keeping our focus on the artistry and the creative side of Michael Jackson, let it be known that Michael didn't know how to read or write music. He didn't feel it was necessary, but obviously he knew how to create and convey musical ideas to those who did. He could play several different instruments, uh, a bit. He's been credited as playing keyboard, synthesizer, guitar, drums, and percussion on a variety of songs, but none proficiently. Michael never had any formal musical or compositional training. Now understanding this brings us closer to understanding Michael Jackson's gift. Michael heard music in everything, from the sound of a person walking, the sound of a dripping faucet, even the sound of a jet airplane streaking across the sky. Music was constantly playing in his head. Most of the time, he couldn't turn it off. It was always there. Oftentimes, he would compose and write five songs at the same time. Michael would dictate his musical ideas into a sound recorder and create a rough demo of the song. When it came time to actually record the song, he would sing the lyrics and all of the arrangements from memory. In most of his songs, such as Billie Jean, Who Is It?, and Tabloid Junkie, he would beatbox and imitate the instruments using his voice instead of playing the actual instruments. Michael stated that it was easier to sing a drum line or a bass line as opposed to actually playing the instrument. Several critics have said that Michael's distinct voice was able to replace any instrument convincingly. Here's Michael as he explains his composing process and how he wrote Beat It. Now, check this out.
1: Well, usually when I write songs, I I get a, um, I, I vocally, I orally use a melody into a tape recorder, and for instance with the song Streetwalker, which has a driving bass like that I just spoke about, which um, I'll have a tape recorder and I'll just sing the bass part into the tape recorder. And for Streetwalker, the bass melody went, uh, <coughs> And I take that bass lick and put the chords of the melody over the bass lick. And um, and that's what inspires the melody or the other sounds that I'm hearing in my head. But that is the bass lick. And I used a moog and a bass guitar to create that sound that I'm hearing in my head.
2: This is the harmonies,
1: and the vocal harmonies on the choruses of uh, Beat It. Um, I'll do the verses, then, then I'll do the choruses. One, two, three, four. Da 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 da
2: da 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 No one was to be defeated.
0: another excellent example of Michael Jackson's gift. When Michael turned 21 in August of 1979, he fired his father and hired John Branca as his new manager. He took full creative and financial control over his own career. The rest of the Jackson brothers would do the same in 1983. He was 21, finally in full control and also in August of 1979 about to drop the biggest album of his career, Off The Wall. Off The Wall was an enormous commercial success and has been certified eight times platinum. It has reportedly sold more than 20 million copies worldwide, making it one of the best-selling albums of all time. Quincy Jones assembled the best writers, musicians, and engineers for this album. He recruited Rod Temperton of the band Heatwave, who wrote Rock With You. According to Billboard magazine, Rock With You was the fourth biggest single of 1980, and is considered to be one of the last hits of the disco era. In 1981, Michael Jackson's Off The Wall album was the American Music Awards winner for favorite soul R&B album and he also won the favorite soul R&B male artist. Always driving and pushing himself forward, despite its commercial success, Michael felt that the Off The Wall album should have made a bigger impact, and he was determined to exceed expectations with his next release. In 1980, he secured the highest royalty rate in the music industry, an unheard of 37% of wholesale album profit. At this point in Michael's career, he had full control of his gift, but he still wanted to see how far he could take it and how far it would take him. He already possessed the ability of living through someone else's words and feelings and making them his own. Although he never experienced the circumstances in this next song, he performed the song with so much overwhelming sadness and emotion that it brought him to tears and he exited the studio promptly after recording it. She's Out of My Life was written by Tom Baylor and was presented to Quincy Jones three years before Quincy gave it to Michael to record. Quincy had thoughts of giving this song to Frank Sinatra before deciding that it would be a perfect song to reveal and showcase another side of Michael Jackson.
2: like a an- No
0: About the tearful ending to that song, Michael stated that the song reminded him of his feeling of being so rich in some experiences, while being poor in moments of true joy. He stated and described that making the Off The Wall album was quote, one of the most difficult periods of my life. I had very few close friends at the time and I felt very isolated. Quincy said that Michael cried at the end of every take. They recorded about 8 or 10 takes and at the end of every one, he just cried. That's when Quincy said, hey, that's supposed to be on there. Leave it on there. It's difficult to even imagine how you could possibly bring any more passion, power, and success to an artist's career than what was accomplished on the album Off The Wall. All of the elements were in place, the best producer, musicians, and engineers, coupled with the best artist of all time in his prime. They were poised, ready, challenged and focused to create the best album in recorded history, a true thriller. World-renowned recording engineer Bruce Swinian explains the mission at hand. In a pre-production meeting before we got to the thriller project, I remember Quincy Jones saying to me, actually to a bunch of us, we've got to get people to want to go back into the record stores. Real important thought. We've got to get people to want to go back into the record stores. Something serious had to be done. What to do? Well, I found out. Thriller. I think that it's safe to say that every popular album recorded after Thriller, no matter what the genre or artist, has attempted to capture or emulate the sonic quality of this album. No other record before or since even comes close to sounding like this. Even Michael's own records that followed sounded great, but nothing close to sounding like Thriller. This, ladies and gentlemen, was Bruce Sweetian, Quincy Jones, and Michael Jackson in their prime and at the top of their game. mixed Billie Jean 91 times before finalizing the completed mix of the song. Creatively, Michael's gift took him far higher than he ever could imagine and far beyond any other artist before or since. Billie Jean was already number one on the charts for seven weeks when over 33 million television viewers all over the world tuned in to the TV special Motown 25. What I and most likely you saw was nothing short of incredible. A performance that will stand out to be one of the greatest of all time. Michael's Emmy nominated performance premiered his dance move, The Moonwalk, which also helped popularize the song. Billie Jean was also promoted through several Pepsi commercials. During the filming of one commercial, Michael Jackson's scalp was severely burned. He was hospitalized and prescribed a variety of painkillers to help with the pain. The incident left the singer in need of painful reconstructive surgery. This and several additional mishaps on and off the stage led to him experiencing excruciating pain and an inability to sleep. The commercials were premiered at the Grammy Awards, where Michael wore a hairpiece to cover his burns as he collected a record eight Grammy Awards. Now let me ask you this, how do you top or exceed the most successful album of all time? How do you surpass the production quality and the promotion of an album that stands alone in every category? Here's the answer. You don't. You can try, but well… Michael was under tremendous pressure to repeat the success of Thriller. Most of the pressure was from his desire to not only be the best, but to always remain the best. The musical and creative ideas just kept coming to him. Sometimes at a confusing and overwhelming pace he found it increasingly difficult to sleep, rest, or relax. This is when the gift began to control him. Oftentimes, he had to perform or make public appearances while he was in pain, exhausted, drugged, sometimes incoherent, and just not quite himself. This cycle led to his addiction and ultimately resulted in the early cancellation of the Dangerous Tour for a stint in a rehab facility. Even through the thick fog of his reality, His gift still endured and he was determined to continue sharing it with the world. He recorded the Bad album in 1987 and the Dangerous album in 1991. Both brought in impressive numbers and were critically acclaimed. Michael Jackson's abilities as a vocalist were well regarded. And if you think his vocals were on point, let's look at his dancing accomplishments for a minute. Could there be any dance move that has more global recognition than the moonwalk? If you've seen it or tried it, then it's probably thanks to Michael Jackson. Michael was taught by Jeffrey Daniel, a former Soul Train dancer and smooth mover from the 1980's group Shalimar. Back then, the dance was called the backslide. Michael Jackson made the moonwalk his own, sharpening it up with a snappier heel and a slicker glide. In this and in many other ways, he changed the face of dance. Watch any footage from his early days with the Jackson 5 and you can see from a young age he danced as easily as he sang. Michael Jackson's dancing also changed the format of the music video, its style, story, its production values and its audience. With Bad, he introduced the infamous crotch grab and in Smooth Criminal, he executed the gravity defying lean. His dance moves became iconic. Veteran stage movie and television award winning dance star Fred Astaire said, wow. Michael Jackson can move in a very exceptional way. He called Michael the greatest dancer of the century and stated, I quote, I didn't want to leave this world without knowing who my descendant was. Thank you, Michael Jackson. Now, getting back to the music, Michael had a long standing history of releasing socially conscious material such as We Are the World, Man in the Mirror, and Heal the World. However, Earth Song was the first that overtly dealt with the environment and animal welfare. Earth Song was originally made for the Dangerous album, but it failed to make the cut. The song was written and composed by Michael and released on his History, Past, Present, and Future album in November of 1995. You can't help but recognize and enjoy the sheer power and emotion of his performance, backed by Andre Crouch's gospel choir. Here's Earth Song. My name is D. Duane, and you're listening to the Real Deal right here on the Hot12.com.
2: Notice this, this crying herb is weird.
0: Michael Jackson was gifted in other ways as well. Catherine Jackson, Michael's mother, said that Michael loved art a lot. He loved paintings, he loved watercolors, he even loved the crayons. And he would always draw. Even in his school years, one of his drawings was selected to be put on the front of the yearbook. He taught himself, just the gift that he had. Catherine would go on to say that he had a natural talent for drawing and he loved art, all kinds of art. Another facet of Michael Jackson's gift and artistry was his gift of giving. He supported dozens of charities during his life, including USA for Africa, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and the Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation. He is listed in the 2000 edition of the Guinness Book of World Records for most charities supported by a pop star after donating over $300 million. As a humanitarian, he is perhaps best known for We Are The World, the 1985 song that he wrote with Lionel Richie that raised millions of dollars for famine relief in Africa. To honor his philanthropy, some fans and small companies have pledged to make donations to his favorite charities. In 1992, he created the Heal the World Foundation, which provided aid overseas and also brought needy children to his California home, the Neverland Ranch. In 1984, Michael equipped a 19-bed unit at Mount Sinai New York Medical Center. This center is part of the T.J. Martell Foundation for Leukemia and Cancer Research. Later that year, he visited the Brothman Memorial Hospital where he had been treated when he was badly burned during the filming of a Pepsi commercial. He donated all the money that he received from Pepsi, $1.5 million, to the Michael Jackson Burn Center for Children. To say that Michael Jackson was generous in sharing his gift is quite an understatement. He remains one of the most awarded artists of all time as well. Here is just a short list of his awards and honors. Michael Jackson's 1982 album Thriller is the best selling album of all time. His other albums, including Off The Wall, Bad, Dangerous, and History also rank among the world's best selling albums. Michael is one of the few artists who have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. He has also been inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame and the Dance Hall of Fame as the first and only dancer from pop and rock music. His other achievements include multiple Guinness World Records, 13 Grammy Awards, the Grammy Legend Award, the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award, 26 American Music Awards, more than any other artist, including the Artist of the Century, and artist of the 1980s. Whew. He's had 13 number one singles in the United States during his solo career, more than any other male artist in the Hot 100 era, and estimated sales of over 400 million records worldwide. Michael Jackson has won hundreds of awards, making him the most awarded recording artist in the history of popular music. He became the first artist in history to have a top 10 single on the Hot 100 in 5 different decades when Love Never Felt So Good reached number 9 in 2014. Butterflies was recorded by Michael Jackson in 2001 for his 10th studio album, Invincible. The song was written by Andre Harris and Marcia Ambrosius. The song was only released in the United States to radio airplay. It peaked at number 14 on the Hot 100 and also charting at number 2 on the alternative charts in 2001. What makes this song so special is Michael's vocal approach and his ability to go from his natural voice to falsetto so effortlessly. Listen closely to how he sings this song. My name is D. Dwayne and you're listening to the Real Deals presentation of the King of Pop, Michael Jackson, right here on thehot12.com. Go. A gift. Mm, 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 mm. Michael Jackson's mother Catherine was the first person to realize and experience his gift. She has stated that as a little boy, he was so energetic and he loved all kinds of music and studied his favorites very closely. She inspired and encouraged him throughout his entire life, through the good times and the bad. Here's what Catherine Jackson had to say about Michael.
1: But it's never gonna be the same. And without my son, it's like having a ring and one diamond, miss. And you never can replace it.
0: Sum it up for us, Quincy. God left his hand on his shoulder a lot longer than other people because you do not see people with the talent of Michael, the dancing and the singing and emotion, it's, it's just astounding. His father, a musician. His mother, a singer. His idols and mentors, Mr. Excitement, Jackie Wilson, and the Godfather of Soul, James Brown. His inspirations, the best entertainers of all time. He was ushered into the music arena by a record industry guru, Barry Gordy exposed to the best writers and composers on earth, and then taught and refined by the best music producers and engineers in the business. This was the path and the life that gave birth to undoubtedly the greatest entertainer and most successful artist of all time, the King of Pop, Michael Jackson. Michael went through a lot to share the gift of his artistry and he has left us his very best, a huge catalog of music video art television and film that will always remain unsurpassed this is what makes michael jackson the real deal my name is d duane and thank you for listening The Real Deal is produced by Melody Productions, and we welcome your comments and ideas for future shows. We'd love to hear from you, so click that Contact Us button on this website and drop us a line. Always keep it real, and thanks again for listening to The Real Deal.